Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians six thirteen and 14. Today, we're going to hang with Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a priest of the division of Abijah. Elizabeth, too, was a descendant of Aaron, as Luke 1, 5 tells us. If we travel way back to Exodus 28, we can read verse after verse of the details of what God told the priests they were to wear. The Bible tells us that the garments were called holy and were to be made and worn for glory and beauty. Among the holy garments were a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a coat of checkerwork, a turban, and a sash. Feel free to dive deep into the priestly garments if that interests you. There are a lot of details. God was quite specific, and each color and piece served to remind them of who they were, whose they were, and what job they were there to do. We find ourselves similarly garbed in the armor of God. There is a piece that fits across the chest and over our hearts. The priestly breastplate contained rows of stones set in gold, each stone representing a tribe of Israel. The breastpiece was made to be intricately woven in with the other pieces. Can you imagine how long it took them to get dressed? The stones and names of Israel across his chest served to remind the priest to bring them to regular remembrance before the Lord. That's from Exodus 28:29. I feel like this was intended to represent a natural outpouring of their hearts. But God, in His grace, offers a physical reminder. We, too, are called to be priests. Peter tells us clearly in his first letter, chapter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We as Christians were called out of the darkness of the world to be holy and priests. We are to put on the garments to carry prayers for others to the very heart of God. 
We are to wear a breastplate that glorifies God. But Paul adds another dimension to his description in the armor of God. Protection. We have been chosen to act on the behalf of others, and we do not want to neglect that duty. We'll talk more about prayer later in this series, but we also need to guard our hearts. There is an enemy out there that seeks to strike at our very core, our heart. We are to put on righteousness to protect ourselves. The only way I can be righteous is by the Holy Spirit. Let's return to Zechariah and Elizabeth. Luke 1, 6 describes them. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. This couple was righteous. They knew the right way to live according to God, and they walked in it. We know they were not perfect, but their hearts were in the right place. Later, both are described as being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is recorded by Luke in verses 41 and 67 of the first chapter of his gospel. For Elizabeth, this happens when Mary arrives and her son rejoices in utero at the recognition of the Messiah in Mary. When this happens, Elizabeth proclaims blessing and humbly speaks truth. Zechariah does the same. After Zechariah is able to speak again, once the prophecy of his son's birth is fulfilled and the child is named John, he becomes filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesies. He proclaims blessing and foretells the truth to come. I wonder that the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth are mentioned in tandem. The belt of truth holds it all together. That's what truth does, doesn't it? Lies tear apart, while truth can rebuild and band things together. Zechariah and Elizabeth are righteous in their walk with the Lord, as they are filled with the Holy Spirit, as we are today. Blessings of praise and declarations of truth result. Before they spoke the truth, they had to know it. This they discovered in the Holy Spirit, while learning to be righteous was found in the Holy Scriptures. This is also where we can find them today. Zechariah and Elizabeth chose to live their lives according to the ways of God. They may have been judged by their communities, but they were lights in the darkness. Cities on a hill, they shone down on those around them by living set apart for God in righteousness and declaring the truth revealed to them by the Spirit. They are still shining their lights into our lives today, leading us and armoring up for the battle we're in. I'd like to say a few more words about Zachariah and Elizabeth before we close. One, Zachariah's doubts didn't cancel out his blessing. He paid a price for it, not being able to speak for a good portion of a year. But God still blessed him with a son, 
according to his plan. And two, just because they were righteous did not guarantee them that they would get everything they wanted when they wanted it. They waited decades for their odd little hairy bouncing bundle of joy. They faced decades of people thinking they did something wrong when they, in truth, walked blamelessly through their lives with God. We need to remember that walking with God is in itself a gift. It's where we can find joy and peace on our journey. And it's the only place to find true truth. And that's in God. That sounds kind of funny to say, but in the world we live in, it seems like even truth needs a modifier to claim that it's true. Nowadays, there are all kinds of ideas about what truth means. I hope you find yours this season in Christ and tie it securely around you. And however you decorate your breastplate to bring glory to God, attach his righteousness over your heart. In doing so, let's stand firm together. Let's pray. Lord of lords, we humbly come before you. We surrender to you our doubts and questions that swirl around inside our heads and our hearts. Today we take on your righteousness to strengthen the faith of our hearts. We fasten on the belt of truth to dispel the wayward thoughts in our minds. Thank you for providing us the armor we need to stand firm. Thank you for the examples of righteousness and truth in Zechariah and Elizabeth. Thank you that even as they reflect your light, they do so with flaws and imperfections with which we can so easily identify. This season, may your grace cover all our shortcomings and may your will be done here on earth as we still wait for Jesus to come. In his holy name, amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious and I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast and it has helped you in any way, please tell a friend so it may bless them as well. You can find links in the show notes to connect with me on Instagram or through my website and even subscribe to my email list. And if you are still looking for an Advent devotional for this year, please consider checking out Mary's Journey Letters Home. You can find it on Amazon or find a link on my webpage. As always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.